This is episode 142, the first episode of 2023 of This Week in Marketing Show, also sometimes known as the Twim Show. This is your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of January 3rd, 2023. Again, folks, before you listen, I want to tell you this is a short week. Uh, not much updates are happening. Yes, there are things like, you know, Instagram's chief uh, or CEO, Adam Mosseri said, you know, the three priorities for Instagram that will not be covered on this episode because that really does not help you to move the needle uh, to in your business. Nor will I be covering the seven things that LinkedIn said they're going to do this year, which is accessibility, finding things like this. Again, this does not really help you, but as they release and if that makes a significant impact to your business's marketing, small business marketing, then I will definitely cover it. So for this week, you know, it seems like a lot of the changes are happening in the SEO space. So I will cover that. Uh, oh, one more thing that I forgot to t share with you is like chat GPT, which is actually taking the internet by the storm is not going to be covered. There are, there are talks about or rumors about Microsoft being uh, leveraging ChatGPT. ChatGPT may, may not replace Google. And there is a big possibility that ChatGPT may replace Google. However, you know, it's still in the beta phase. Remains to be seen. We'll see when that happens. Uh, however, you know, there is nothing that tells me that ChatGPT will replace Google. If anything, ChatGPT, when people start using ChatGPT, ChatGPT has to learn somewhere, right? The way it's going to learn is from the web. It's going to learn it from the social medias, things like that. So you have to be out on the web. You have to publish good quality content, whether you are doing the SEO game or not going game, because you know what? That's how you'll be found. With that, let's start with um, the updates for this week. First of all, uh, it's going to be a question that's been asked you know, on the web. Uh, netizens are asking, hey, Google, uh, it seems like the start and end dates of algorithm, uh, algorithm updates are approximate. It's not exactly what you say it is because, you know, hey, you say it's going to be April 6th, but we see on your website it's April 11th. Why is that? Why is it moving? So John Mueller actually said something very good. It's very hard picking the date for some of the especially afterwards, because not updates happen right away. Sometimes it takes longer. Like we know the helpful content update for December is still ongoing. It did not finish towards the end of December. Google predicted it's going to take two weeks, but again, you know, that's just an estimation. Sometimes things will run longer. It's like a copying files across two disks or two, uh, I guess, two different remote locations. Uh, it takes like when I'm downloading a file, maybe if I have fast connections, it's faster. Sometimes it's slower. It takes longer. I mean, you know, the computer does give me some approximate time, how long it will take, and it changes according to the speed of the internet, things of that nature. So that's what exactly what's happening with algorithmic updates. Now, what I want you to know is, folks, and this is what actually the takeaway is from this uh, update from Google's John Mueller or Alan Ken from Google is, look, regardless of what they say, the start date or the end date, know that this is happening. So if like, for example, if helpful content update is happening, you know what, it's happening. Now, two things you can happen. You can ignore it or you could just say, you know what, I can go and double check and make sure my content's right. Or I could just say, hey, I don't care. Or the other option, the best option in my case, in my opinion, is to make sure you're writing good quality uh, content, good quality, helpful content that you don't need to worry about in the future. So probably put in the work in the forefront 
so that you can rest assured that it's all been taken care of down, downstream from that point onwards. That's it. Next up is a um, question. Hey, Google, how long does it take for me to recover from Google a penalty? Well, number one, like I just said, prevention is better than cure. A pound of, um, forgot what it is called. Uh, but anyway, prevention is better than cure. So, you know, sometimes you can do everything right. Then, you know, you hire a person or an agency or a contractor and they do not do right by you. And they write thin content. They write spammy content. They write AI generated, uh, chat GPT generated content because it's very hard. You need professional help to do that because you as the business owner may not all be able to do it. Even if you are the CEO or not the CEO, even if you are the CMO or the marketing head, you can only do so many things in a given day. You need people who have your back, right? Uh, so coming back, so if you get dinged by Google for having for something that slipped through uh, the cracks and you know what, you got caught by Google or you got penalized by Google, shouldn't say caught, but you got penalized by Google for whatever reason, and now you go ahead and you know you fix your content, on, or before you fix your content, you are like, you know what, hey, how long will it take before I get uh, removed from the Google's uh, naughty list and get uh, on the good list? Well, to that, John Mueller said, look, there is no hard and fast rules, but however, it can take somewhere from a couple of months to even up to six months, or maybe longer. Because Google has to just, when you get penalized, it's not just, even if you get your one page gets penalized, Google is going to take that one page and it's going to look through the suspecting eyes and to make sure, should I even go back and recrawl, re-index and reconsider this page anymore? Okay. And if so, how does this page fit in the context of the whole overall web? And is this even worth our effort? And look at it, Google has billions and tri trillions of pages to search, index, crawl, index, rank. So again, folks, I know I sound like a broken record and I swear upon God, I'm not making this up. It's always paid to create good quality, helpful content. Okay, but if you do find yourself uh, accidentally or unknowingly getting deemed by someone who is uh, a bad actor, uh, so you can, you know, recover from it. It just takes time. Uh, you just have to be patient. And in the meantime, you, I would say you need to continue to publish articles um, and you need to basically create, uh, you know, stay on the game. Now, having said that, I will tell you, last year, 2022, I was at a real estate event. Well, in, uh, they were doing real estate marketing. And one thing, you know, what happened was this, so-called guru on the stage was saying, hey, you are real estate agents. I know you guys are busy out showing your houses, showing things to your clients. And now obviously you would not have time to write content. So, you know, he suggested all the audience and there were like 400 people in the room. He says, you know what? There is this content farm uh, that, you know, you pay subscription to over like $100 a month and it's gonna go ahead and give you a blog once a week. And you take that blog and you post it on your website. Amazing idea. All the real estate like, you know, agents were like, you know, eating it up and they were like, you know, yeah, we got to do it. And there were some agents in the room that did that. Now, here's the challenge with that. Number one is assuming, let's just say 50% of the room signed up or already has that account. That's 200 people who have the same content. And if you're following our podcast, you will know that, you know, that's been covered in the past where, 
Google eventually is going to pick one as the winner and the rest are going to be like on the shit list, on the naughty list. Excuse my language, but they're going to be on the naughty list. So one is going to, and they're going to all have the same copy content. And they are going to go ahead and put that content on their website, on their blog, and then they're going to say SEO sucks, SEO doesn't work. And that's just a shortcut way. Now, hey, you could just say, I'm not playing the SEO game. I just want content on my website. So there's a prospective home buyer comes to my website and they see that and I'm, you know, a known expert. I do, I do this, uh, you know, I do, I have deep understanding of the market. I'm a, you know, a thought, uh, what is it called? Um, I forgot the word. Uh, it's basically, I have, I put my, I usually put my thinking hat on and I write what's in my mind, things like that. If that's what you want to do, but even then that's incorrect because you are showing a side of you that does not exist, right? I would rather have you the realtor agent, realtor person or the agent, real estate agent, you write one piece a month that's good enough and that you show who you are to not some a piece of content that comes from a content farm and you're posting it out. So I hope that helps you. You know, don't try to be someone you are not. I'm pretty sure if that's a very quick way to also lose the business because when the other person finds out, they're like, oh, this person is fake. Imagine, right? Wouldn't you do that? So I know I've dragged on, I've went on on this topic for a while. I just wanted to make sure I hammered the point home, uh, hit the nail on the head hard so that you know, please do not take shortcuts when it comes to content. It's not worth it. Next up. Google recommends multiple date signals on web pages. Again, this is a, a, a structured data play. Uh, it seems like you know there was recently an episode or an event where Google showed the wrong search da article date on the search results page, and you know people were asking to Google uh, search liaison uh, Danny Sullivan, which is sim who is similar in a role, similar to John Mueller. Um, it's basically a community person saying, "Hey, why is this happening?" Well. Danny Sullivan responded, look, we can only show dates or we make up dates based on what we think is in that article. So if you do not explicitly use structured data markup and use date publish and date modify fields with the correct time zone, we, we can get it wrong. Now you can ask what's so bad about it. Well, the bad thing about it is imagine you are searching for home remedy for, um, I don't know, common cold. And you see an article that was written two days ago and you see an article that was written like 10 years ago, right? Which one would you more likely to click on? And maybe that's not a good, uh, uh, it's just like that. Or you see something like, you know, let's just use COVID because COVID is all around, whether you believe it or not, it's we still hear about it. You see an article on COVID that was written uh, February 2020 when there were the early days of COVID, not much was known and versus an article that was written yesterday. You are more likely to click, in my opinion, the one that was written yesterday because you think it has more latest information of all the different variants, what's been found, what's been researched, things like that. Versus February 2020 when COVID was just around, just came out, we may not have a lot of information. Whereas it could be the one that was has a published date of 2020, February 2020 may have more in-depth information. So this is why published date matters, and this is why you need to use structured data and make sure you're using it properly, not just to, you know, hey, I want to show up, but I want to show up the right way. Next up, Google has removed the 110 character limits for headlines in structured data. 
so you know that's something again i cannot stress the importance of using structured data structured data does work structured structured data does help so please use uh if you are unsure whether you have structured data on your website if you're using it the right way you can always hit us up and we can have a chat and see if we can help you with that if not you know please talk to your seo person or marketing team and the other thing i have is don't blindly follow google ads recommendation and this is something you know if again if you're listening to our show for a while you know i don't like google's ads recommendations just because i think you know those are recommendations that's going to help Google make more money from you, not necessarily you get more business from Google or through Google search. And one of the great example is like on January 4th, Google has announced that they're going to removing the, they're going to update the remove redundant keywords and previously uh, and now going forward, redundant keywords will suggest also will find keywords that are, you know, redundant in the same ad groups right previously it would work across ad groups so that you know one ad group is not competing with another but now it's going to work in the same ad groups that's one and number two you know it kind of sounds good but the underlying thing is like you know and they're going to say you know if we find redundant keywords we're going to remove the phrase and the exact first and then we're going to uh, you keep the broad match and this is google's really not so sh uh not so shy not so secretly taking your money especially if you are unknown if you are not so uh knowledgeable google ads and you do not know what these keywords mean you are gonna basically that's where you they're gonna take your money okay so here's what broad match basically means uh you know google is gonna show your ad to people who type in all variation of your keyword right as well as the keyword itself for example let's say your keyword is ceramic pots uh if you set this uh, keyword to broad match your ads on just show up for people who are typing ceramic pots in the search bar but google will also show it to people looking for blue ceramic pots ceramic cooking pots ceramic pots uh, cooking pot ceramic your ads can even uh, show up when people are typing in synonyms of your keyword like pottery cookware which has nothing to do with ceramic pots see how far it is whereas with phrase match it the word ceramic pots have to be in that keyword and with exact match it's going to be the person has to exactly search for ceramic pots and uh, now obviously google has changed the definition of exact and phrase and that says well we will allow uh spelling mistakes in exact match as well as uh we reserve the right to replace ceramic pots uh with another you know search term that we think the user was looking for ceramic pots. So Google has already made that, uh, you know, distinction for exact match and phrase match a little broader. And now Google is saying, you know what? Hey, we know we're going to take that away and we're going to put broad, broad. Like broad is like casting the whole wide web. And trust me, we have seen this with clients we've taken um, uh, on and they have broads and broads really, uh, broad keywords really, 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 uh, it creates a lot of clicks, absolutely. Obviously, because you have a, such a broad keyword, it will match for anything. Uh, but the only thing is you'll you spend a lot of money because remember, you Google gets money every time someone clicks on your ad. You only get money when the, you, tar, you show your ad to the right person at the right time and they're converting. So keep that in mind. Uh, I hope you pay attention. Again, you know, if you know someone who is using Google ads, 
and is saying, oh, it's from Google. We're going to apply these recommendations. Please stop them. You do not take recommendations from your pharmaceutical company uh, on your medicinal dosage. You'd go to a doctor and make sure this is the right medicine for the right dosage. And even then, sometimes doctors can be wrong, right? So you need to go to the right doctor as well. Hope this helps. Let's move on. I believe which is going to be the last update of this week is is uh, core are is core web vitals a requirement to be shown on Google Discover? First of all, Google. What is Google Discover? Google Discover is a mobile experience that lets you discover content you didn't even know you needed. It's totally different search experience, meaning the searching is almost gone. Uh, the system learns enough about you and you can sip, keep on simply swiping to keep the content flowing. And I will tell you, I use Google uh, Discover quite a bit. I have the Google app on my iPhone and if I'm bored and I want to look into read something, I go open it up and you know it shows a lot of articles that actually it knows about me. It shows me on mindset, it shows me on meditation and this is actually linked with YouTube. So the videos I've, con I've, I've watched on YouTube, I get suggested videos on stoicism, on meditation, on improving my health, things like wellness, things like, because those are one of those areas I really focus on. So think of Google Discover as Google's answer to Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, which is but in a text format. Now, so obviously a lot of people want to be shown on Discover because if you get shown on Discover, you are most likely getting in front of your internet audience or you know eyeballs that will it translate to more business. So with that, uh, Core Vitals, again, it's something you know that's been talked about a lot. So someone asked John, John Mueller, hey, John, do I need to have a, a good Core Vitals to be shown on Google Discover? The answer is no, but you need to basically follow Google's uh, Google Discover's content policies and you need to review Google, get on Google help documents. I'm putting the link to both of them in my show notes. If you are interested, go ahead and try it out. Now, if you're busy, you don't want to do it, you need help, obviously you know who to reach out to. With that folks, uh, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. Uh, signing off, until next week, take care, bye-bye.